Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. One thing I wanted to tell you, tell you all, before we get to our top story, yesterday we had an update with Garland. We're doing updates with Garland whenever he has a press conference or news. I don't know if people have been keeping up, but out of nowhere, the judge dismissed his case based on standing after like eight, nine, ten months of going on and on standing something you can square away right out of the gate. And he didn't. It's a very screwy, if you ask me. Anyway, we're doing updates with him. And if you want to watch those updates, you can see them free on Rockfin. You can live. You can see them. They're also on YouTube. If you want it in your RSS feed, that's exclusive to Patreon. We're going to make sure that we put all of our Garland up- updates into the Patreon feed. But I would also say you can get it free on Facebook. But after we started recording yesterday, Facebook, we were live streaming, Facebook took it down pretty quickly and said, uh, we're not exactly sure what's happening, but it could be that Facebook took you down. <laughs> I was like, wow. Last week on the show, I revealed to you some of the initiatives Facebook was taking that is right in line with everything the Great Reset wants them to do and all these things that these people who claim to hate them want them to do. And we have an example of them removing, quote, election disinformation in real time. And what's frustrating about it is that what we were talking about was just 100 percent facts Facts, 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 facts that were addressed by election officials, facts that were acknowledged, like that many, many of the counties destroyed the ballot images, even though they were legally required to retain them. We're talking dozens. I mean, it's really outrageous. We were also talking about a court case that has been going through the courts of Georgia for months. Another court case which addresses the Dominion voting machines having been ruled by a federal judge as being outside the law in the state of Georgia. So those are the things we were talking about. We didn't do anything wacky. And I also found it was very revealing that in those first few seconds, maybe maybe a minute, Facebook took it down. I mean, clearly the algorithm is all over it. And I still wonder why my kids can get the nastiest stuff on social media and YouTube, they act like they can't control it. They absolutely can control it. And they do. And they're doing it 100% to depress and suppress the political speech that's essential for an informed democracy. I mean, if you didn't think that this, the, the, this whole system was rigged, there, there you go. And uh, there's another, the story that we've been covering, I've been kind of hitting every day. I keep getting more and more feedback from people is this Travis Scott concert. So I immediately thought this will come into a um, agenda item. They will be looking for policy changes as a result of this. Looked like a great big false flag to me. And I assume it's uh, towards the policy agenda item. And nine out of 10 times the Mainstream media will tell you what that is. So I'm putting in the show notes, a Wall Street Journal article from yesterday, the day before, where they just go into there isn't enough security. Their security is not well enough trained. The medical staff isn't well enough trained at big concert events. And to me, they can say that. And then all of a sudden you get this whole 
raft of regulation and legislative legislation around that. But it's it it is probably going to be as like invading Iraq after Saudi Arabia did 9-11. You know, it just they'll they'll present the issue. They'll come up with some legislation and it won't even address it like the way. D.C. wants to address election issues. They're not addressing the problems with the election. They're they're imposing a totally different policy. And I think this all comes down with just a massive amount of control. They want to get in there with barriers, with um, maybe law enforcement to check vaccine cards, for example. And the vaccine card thing is all about surveillance and control, monitoring your behavior, having you register. Really, I understand the vaccines are a totally separate issue where they do want to get that stuff stuff into people's arms, but the vaccine passport is really about the surveillance state. And if they don't like that concerts do their own security, which they've emphasized in this case, and even in LA, when they brought down the mandate, the guy who voted against it didn't vote against having a vaccine mandate for restaurants. He voted against having the restaurateurs enforce it. He wanted to have somebody more official enforce it. So these are all big issues. And Alec Baldwin also said that he wanted police officers on sets from now on, kind of in that same theme. There you go. I mean, it is martial law coming down. And there were two things that people, listeners, sent to me through DM or email or Twitter. Katie said, love listening to your show. Thanks for what you guys do. I'm curious why you haven't mentioned anything about how demonic the Travis Scott concert was. And she goes on to say the entrance, you had to walk through his mouth like he was swallowing you. The backdrop was a portal in the mountain and it was surrounded completely by fire. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but it It looked like a portal to hell. It looked like a portal to hell. She says there was an inverted cross. I didn't see that, but... Uh, there were T-shirts that his T-shirt depicted demons walking through a portal. Uh, the music and frequencies were described as demonic. It seems uh, satanic. What are your thoughts on this perspective? For me, every time I went to the Grammys, it got. If I found more and more things that were satanic to the point where I would joke with my kids. And one of the last ones I went to, they on the way out the door, they said, "Oh, mom, tell us if there's any satanic rituals." I walked in to a suite, overlooked the whole place the minute it started, and everybody was wearing devil horns. It was the craziest thing. They had handed them out uh, because Highway to Hell was the opening song, and they were glowing people in. It, it, it looked like a Rothschild's masquerade ball. Like It was really, really weird that, especially since my kids were all over that. I remember when Pharrell Williams came out and said, I thank the Lord, and I, I wondered which Lord... So I, I see this. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind. Of course, it was debunked up the wazoo. I couldn't even find any actual analysis of the satanic symbolism. I could only find page after page of, quote, debunkery. But when you saw the photos, the, the pictures speak like a thousand words. Yeah, it and looks then, satanic. A lot of these artists, they perform like that regularly. They set up these weird, dark themes for their venues and their music is dark and they pull this rage to try and get the crowd amped up. And they have a lot of really dark, intense energy at a lot of these concerts. Whether or not you believe that is something supernatural and de- uh, demonic, that's going to be up to the individual. 
Right. And it could be that it's PR. It could be shtick. It could be whatever. I've always wondered that about Led Zeppelin or Alistair Crawley stuff and the old rock and roll, uh, Black Sabbath. I mean, the very name, of course. And or it could so it could be shtick. But you hear a lot of people talk about the hip hop thing as being that kind of uh, having supernatural elements to it. I don't know. But then as a different thing I, I originally thought of course totally as I've been talking about that it was a false flag there I got a message from Sarah saying she thought maybe it was a cover-up in that in order to get into the concert you had to have a negative COVID test or you had to have gotten the vaccine you have to show the vaccine card so what when there these young people the original reports and I still believe these reports the young people who died, they were all pretty much young. They died of cardiac arrest. Now, normally, if you're going to or in the rare occasions where there is like crowd surge and deaths, it's asphyxiation. So what do, what what young people are getting having cardiac arrest these days? The ones who are getting carditis from the vax, perhaps. I, I don't know the details of how people do if anybody has died of a heart attack from having carditis from a vaccine. But that heart vaccine connection in that demographic is actually cited in the uh, FDA emergency use authorization for Pfizer, as well as their supposed their approval of comernity. So this is not a conspiracy theory. I'm not peddling disinformation. I'm just telling you it's there. So she wondered if this was a cover up in that if the kids got it for the show or were recently vaxxed and this was just a little bit of a stressful situation that their impaired bodies couldn't handle. I thought that was interesting. And I investigated a little bit. And of course, page after page of debunkery. And speaking of debunkery, there's page after page of debunkery of the satanic theme and satanic ritual aspect of it as well, saying it's a wild conspiracy theory that the platforms are letting run rampant and they're challenging the platforms or calling and say, why are you still leaving these satanic conspiracy theory videos up? So sounds like this could be another way to demonize people who point out something that obviously looks very satanic. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like both both of those comments when I investigated just page after page of debunkery without any ability to actually look at the claims and what supported the claims. But one of the agenda items I have thought this whole time, ever since you showed me that Rockfin video where the Colbert musician was playing in the metaverse, I can't help but think that this is not only controlling the physical space, but in order to better do that, driving people into the virtual space where the control would be perfect. And speaking of the virtual space, we've heard a lot about Meta, the metaverse from Meta or Facebook. Well, the creator, the guy who coined the term augmented reality and he developed the first functional augmented reality system his name is lewis rosenberg and he developed that system at the air force research laboratory with the help of stanford university and nasa he has some worries about facebook's version of the metaverse he fears that it could change the fabric of reality as we know it and he has expressed some of his concerns about what it could do in a letter that he published to Big Think over the weekend. And his concerns focus not on hacking aspects of it, you know, not on cyber attacks, but more on what are considered to be legitimate uses of augmented reality. And 
legitimate uses. Here's what he says. He says he's very concerned about the negative consequences. He's concerned about the legitimate uses of AR by the powerful platform providers that will control the infrastructure. And what he means by these legitimate uses is marketing, essentially, what they call what corporations and what government calls marketing. He talks about how we live in a mediated reality, how our screens filter and shape how we perceive reality and that corporations control these filters and use them to manipulate us through what they call marketing and not just marketing to sell products, but marketing to divide and conquer through disinformation and stuff like that. Bernays also called it marketing advertising propaganda he did. And he fears that AR could just take this up to another level because right now, now we are already overwhelmed with propaganda and marketing, and the AR is going to intensify it. And he gives an example about how it could intensify it. He thinks that third parties could introduce paid filter layers or tags that allow certain users to see specific tags over real life people, their avatars. And these tags might be floating above people's heads, like in a video game, for instance, and provide bits of information about them. He says, and they could use that layered tag to tag individuals with bold flashing words like alcoholic or immigrant or atheist or racist, or even less charged words like Democrat or Republican. He said these virtual overlays could easily be designed to amplify political division, ostracize certain groups, and even drive hatred and mistrust. Boy, I mean, that's what happens every time I put up a YouTube video. Yeah, except this time you're walking around and you're doing... The Zuckerberg the little interaction letter. with your avatar and just it says whatever alcohol, Republican, Libertarian above people's heads. And he also brings up the, a great point of how your data is going to follow you around everywhere you go in the metaverse. So when you go to buy an NFT or something, you go into a virtual store inside the metaverse, there, you're going to have all your personalized psychological data that drives your behavior, your purchasing decisions just right there next to you in a profile because we all know that Facebook's main selling point to advertisers has been the personalized data, psychological driven data that they could provide marketers and they could then craft those ads so personal and specific that they could sell people like at an unconscious level. I I wonder if the vendors would discriminate against people because, you know, when or I, I remember hearing this and I'm sure it's true that high end designers don't make clothes in plus sizes because their clothes aren't designed for that. They don't want their clothes worn like that. They want them to be on chicks who are built like hangers. So you could say, well, you know, I'm Karl Lagerfeld. I don't want unvaccinated people where, you know, this is only for us. I mean, because now that 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 apartheid is 100 percent like socially acceptable. Yeah, you could do that with NFTs also. Did I point this out to you, how they're saying that unvaccinated people can be discriminated against because it's their choice? Did I did I tell you what my punchline was on that? I don't think so. That religion is a choice. And you can't be discriminated based yeah. on religion. Yeah. Religion a is a point. choice. And 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 it, it does smack of religion the way people are so fanatical about the vaccines. But anyway, it's not time for vaccine talk. <laughs> Sorry Not to yet. derail. That is, it's Sorry to derail. Oh, no. Here it is, though. It is. We're segueing right into a, uh, a conversation about 
All those type of vaccine talk. I do want to say he does have some optimism about how it can be used to help surgeons perform faster. Construction workers and engineers can be more specific. And in his studies 30 years ago, they did show that using augmented reality could help people be over 100% more productive in the right instances. But as we know, when these big corporations get in control of it, they tend to go for profit maximization. Back to vaccines. Aaron Rodgers has and the Packers have now been fined by the NFL for... Rodgers violating the COVID rules and a wide receiver also on the team violated the rules. Hmm. Packers are being fined $300,000, which is nothing to them. And Rodgers is being fined $14,650, which is nothing for him. But the reason that they are finding him specifically and the Packers is because Rodgers was shown on video, caught on video is how they put it, attending a party, a Halloween party while unvaccinated. And so was the wide receiver. So him and this guy both attended. They weren't wearing a mask. Why is that a rule? The rule is they can't go to a party unvaccinated? Unvaccinated and unmasked is what it appears to be, according to this article. And so somebody filmed it and they saw it and they get slapped with about $15,000 each and $300,000 for the team. And Rodgers did say that the team, I I wondered this, the team knew what his status was because he has no obligation to the media to tell him what his status is. People are saying he lied. You know, he he said I, when I heard the way he said it to me, I said, oh, it's obvious he's not vaccinated. Yeah, that's what I thought. But he has no obligation to the media. But the team knew what that he was not vaccinated. Yeah. And they say he was following the rules. And he actually submitted to the NFL 500 pages of research on, <gasps> you know, everything stuff we talk about wow. and on medicine he's taking about ivermectin and everything like that and he made his case and made his argument they still find him but on the bright side of this his one of his main sponsors state farm they stuck by roger side and even aired his commercials last weekend during nfl games and in their statement they said aaron Rodgers has been a great ambassador for our company for much of the past decade we don't support some of the statements that he has made but we respect his right to have his own personal point of view and we recognize our customers employees agents and brand ambassadors come from all walks of life with different viewpoints on many issues and our mission at state farm is to support safer stronger communities to that end we encourage vaccinations but respect everyone's right to make a choice based on their personal circumstances this is good because State Farm did this because they probably looked at their market and recognized that a lot of people share those beliefs and they could not go against it without getting backlash. That's what I was thinking. And it reminded me of an email I got this morning from Byron about Matthew McConaughey, who the headline said he's fully vaccinated, but he's not getting his children vaccinated against COVID and objects to the vaccination. And I thought this guy is definitely picking his demo. To run for governor. He's yeah. appealing. Yes, he wants to get and yeah. he said he wants to be aggressively centric. While while I appreciate centrist. Yeah, centrist. I appreciate that sentiment. The media does not allow that in this day and age. You are not a, if you are aggressively centrist, then the media will portray you as far, far as, right. As right, yeah. But he's picking and choosing his issues clearly. Very yeah. interesting. I would like to get my hands on Aaron Rodgers' research. I wonder oh, I if that's you're gonna say Aaron Rodgers for a second. I don't know. He looks too old even for me. I he mean, looks, that guy is a hard 38 or whatever he is. He is. He is. <laughs> Sometimes those athletes, like, it's just not good for your skin. But anyway, he, uh, but much respect. Anyway, so I, <laughs> someone did tell me they wanted us to watch the entire statement. Did you see his full statement? I didn't see the full statement. 
I don't know if that I've watched this full statement. I have watched a good portion of it. I'm not sure how long it is. I probably haven't seen the whole thing. Right. But were, was it as impressive as Jonathan Isaac, who is clearly being frozen out of the media? <laughs> yeah. No, Jonathan Isaacs was better. Yeah. In the short, Aaron Rodgers said a lot of good things. I'm just a delivery wise. Isaac was likable. He was he's hard to criticize. Isaac is. Yes, yes. He's really fantastic. So uh, that's Green Bay is Wisconsin. There's another big story out of Wisconsin today in that Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand. I know. He took the stand like what I was reading was the prosecution. This is what I'd been hearing. The prosecution's witness witnesses often bolstered Rittenhouse's claims of self-defense. You would. I mean, it is just a a rule that you do not put the defendant on the stand unless you are absolutely positively guaranteed a conviction without it. Here's why I think that they might have done it. One of the reasons anyway. Well, you're not going to scoop me, are you? Oh, I'll let you go first then. Yeah, I don't know. He blubbered like an idiot, complete, obviously acting. And the judge, I'm sure you're not going to scoop me. The judge, the judge seems to be playing a role as well. I found just the only thing I could find on the judge was that he recused himself once from the sentencing portion of a child porn case. I could not have to subscribe to Kenosha News. I didn't have time, but I want to read that story about him. And he's like notoriously harsh against defendants, yet he's being portrayed as totally uh, easy on Rittenhouse. And the prosecutor talks to him rudely. It's such a weird it really looks like a stage play to me. And the Rittenhouse blubbering was ridiculous. So then I had to go back. There's very little about Rittenhouse's bio out there, except for that. He used to ride along with the cops. He was like a junior cadet in the police. He was like a junior firefighter in the fire department. And a couple of years ago, his mother filed a restraining order against classmates for bullying him and calling him stupid. And he really did look you know, the act that he was putting on was definitely of somebody with a low IQ. And and I think he's a dropout. It was weird. The judge, I noticed that too, that interaction between the prosecutor and the judge. The prosecutor is very snooty and pretentious. He comes off as kind of a, a jerk. But the judge also was fumbling a little bit and it made me wonder is this can the judge be thrown out? Is is there gonna be something where the judge messes up the case somehow? He seemed I agree with you. I thought the judge seemed dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote he here. Came off the judge that way a little bit. Is not too bright. Very unjudge like. And he was overly explaining to this guy. He was like going back and forth. It was really, really weird. And he was unsure the, of himself. Yeah. And the news, the news headlines are like, judge really shows that he's he's king of the courtroom. It's like no judge ever needs to show that simply because it is true. He has absolute power in there almost. Basically has absolute power in there. You can come back, but prosecutors can't appeal. It would have to be, it it would have to not come to a, a verdict before, you know, there'd be a mistrial or whatever, but you, a prosecutor cannot appeal. So if you don't want to go down on appeal, you do favor the defendant. Here's why I think they put Rittenhouse yes. on the stand. One reason. Chauvin did not take the stand, correct? If I recall correctly, I don't think uh, Chauvin ever took I the stand. Maybe he did. Maybe I'm recall, wrong. I would have noticed because I, it's so shockingly unusual. Yeah. So if you look at the basic facts of the Chauvin case, it could be argued that that was maybe not the correct verdict. 
based on pure facts. But it was inescapable that the jury, the jury was going to see information. They were not going to be an unbiased jury. Same thing here. You hear the things on the prosecution basically it seems to favor Rittenhouse. But when you see that juries are, they feel unbiased or, or what, they're, what they're seeing in the media is portraying the defendant in a certain way, and it's inescapable. So the jury is going to see it, they're going to hear it, and everything portrayed about Rittenhouse in the media that they're going to be exposed to is going to portray him as a white nationalist, white supremacist, evil kid who went to Kenosha to kill and murder people. That's probably the messages that, that they're hearing. And so you put Rittenhouse on the stand to show them a different picture of him, to show them a picture that is counter to what the media narrative that is overwhelming the jury is seeing. I think that that's one of the reasons you do it. I think that it's just. That's the reason people you would think would put it up there. But the downside is so great because the prosecutor has the burden of proving beyond a reasonable doubt. All you have to do is sit there and do nothing. And since they are saying that the prosecution's witnesses often bolstered the young man's claim, that sounds like what I'm saying is that's how it. That's how you would think it would have played out in the other case with Chauvin, that they, he had to sit there and do nothing. And if you based on the facts and the, the pure logic of it, okay. you would think Chauvin would get off and it didn't work for them. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. It's just it's just seems it just it's so ridiculously risky. Well, also, I'm totally suspicious of this kid anyway, because he what before this whole shooting happened, he was featured in a video. I think it was Vice or Vox or something interviewing him on the scene that day. He was in the front row of a Trump rally on a prior occasion, which it was a huge rally for him to be in the front row. I just I, oh, I think this, yeah. this thing is super, super sketchy. And I guess I didn't even say who it was. This is the kid who he was 17. Now he's 18, who shot three and killed two during the Kenosha, Wisconsin, I guess, riots that there was. So, so some people call them protests still after I think was it Jacob Blake was shot. Yes. Cop? Okay. So Kyle Rittenhouse is one and blue black versus blue Rittenhouse has been blue all the way. Although people who know who com- communicated with us said that he kind of tagged along with them and the Boogaloo boy or proud boy, I think Boogaloo boy kind of thing. And that he just, he was an odd man out, but he didn't seem to be particularly hot and bothered about anything. I don't know. That's he makes, I think he's fishy AF. So let us, well, before we get to the last big story of the Free 30, which will be perfect storms and false alarms from Sonoma to Shanghai, let me tell you what we're going to get to in the XR. First of all, we... we did miss a story in the Free 30, so I think, Binkley, you're going to tell us about cyber crimes on schedule coming up soon in the near future. And I am going to give you why I think the farce is strong with Prince Harry. And Binkley asks and answers the question, are these three mismatches between what employers and workers want driving the labor shortage? But before we get to all of that, Let us thank the sponsor of today's show, our biggest sponsor to date, 
this year anyway, is True Hemp Science. Our guy, Chris, his partner, you can, if you are already an aficionado of fine CBD products, you can go to truehempscience.com and get your fill of the absolute highest quality. No quality is higher than what they sell on truehempscience.com. A variety of fine CBD products. CBD can be used for many purposes. People use it for to control inflammation, just to relax. If you don't like the mind-altering substances, but you feel like you need something to help with anxiety, restfulness, even if a day's chores, if uh, it can just... Some people say that it actually transforms the chemistry of your body. So you have to kind of use it for a few weeks. My guess is if you call Chris and make an order, he'll throw in a vial of some of his best oil, enough to use every day for a week or two and see what it's all about. You could buy from him maybe skin products. They are absolutely, you'll know, use one about the skin products. So check that out. And he also has some fun gear, hats and t-shirts and everything. Love Chris and the guys at True Hemp Science. And if you want to support us, support them and our other sponsors, you can go to thepropreport.com, find our sponsorship page, our shop page, our donate page, check all that stuff out. I got new t-shirts, black and blue and light gray. The XXL is totally sold out. I think we've got some burly strapping men as big fans and the smalls go too. We've really got quite the variety. Our when we did the ads for Drom, the dating app, they said that we had the most the most chicks of all the libertarian platforms. I like that. I like that. That's super cool. Anyway, so if you like what we're doing, you want to promote it, most of the stuff or more than half the stuff we do is free. The vast, vast, vast majority of our downloads and what gets out there is free stuff. We like to keep the stuff free. We like to keep the interviews free, free 30 free. If you can afford it, though, and you want to promote the free stuff, even if you don't need the extra content, um, you please consider becoming a subscriber. But if you do have time for extra content, rockfin.com slash propaganda report, all of this stuff, all of our extended release stuff is up there. All of our videos go up there. Our deep dives are up there. All the premium content. And then on patreon.com slash propaganda report, we have all of our premium content in an RSS feed for the basic level of Truth Sponge. And then if you want live interactive Zoom parties, disappearing patron parties, pick a higher tier. If you pick the highest tier, well, the highest tier is like super, super high. But if you pick the $20 patron saint tier, you get all of that. Plus, for limited time only, I will send you some swag. I'll send you a Propaganda Report t-shirt or one of our giant oversized Propaganda Report mugs. Just join today. Do it for a month. See if you like it. Do it just to support. If you have never subscribed before, subscribe once. You can cancel at any time. Uh, and that's you can it. actually bathe in the Propaganda Report mug if you like. <laughs> I did get a picture from our friend in Australia where I guess they don't make everything giant, although you would think they're as giant as we are. And basically, yes, she was peeking out over the edge of the cup. But that could have just <laughs> been her brilliant artistry. So, yes, we've got lots of fun stuff, and uh, I could go on. You know me, I do go on. But rather than that, let's move on to the last big story of the Free 30. 
which is kind of a hodgepodge of stories, I must say. Uh, I just wanted to highlight a couple of things. They're quickies. I was listening to the news today, and what is my hot button phrase for 2021? What is it from everything from a fire to supply chain shortages to power outages? It was a farce. Perfect storm. <laughs> perfect storm. No, Prince Harry is a farce. He's an okay, XR. Okay. It was a perfect storm. There's a perfect storm of why there's going to be a shortage of wine in the wine country. It's very hard to like, really, uh, uh, they tried to burn it down. There are droughts. Now there's a bottle shortage. And I'm sure there's a lot of perfect storms inside the perfect storm to get to where there's a bottle shortage. But I assume this means it's a good year to sell wine if you have massive stockpiles of wine, as some people who live in my house do. And this would be a great time to sell your wine. But I just think it's funny because there's a perfect storm everywhere. And you know what? After a while, a perfect storm isn't a perfect storm. It's just a false flag. Well, that's interesting terminology, perfect storm, because you can connect it to climate change and you can call it anything that's caused by climate change. Fantastic point. Yes. But I do think, and when I say things are a false flag, I don't mean nobody's getting hurt. I I mean, nothing's really happening. I mean, someone's doing it and they're not taking credit for it. And I think... Uh, One thing that I noticed and alarmed me was a report this morning that in China, the government put out a notification to stockpile essentials and take cover or whatever. And the impression people got for whatever reason was that a real conflict with Taiwan was imminent. And I recall when this whole COVID thing started, we were getting a lot of alarming missives out of China and and videos and stuff saying like, this is terrible. There's horrible things coming. And I just feel like when you're telling me that they're panicking the people in China for one reason or another, supply chain, I guess, is going to be the lasting legacy of this panic. Then I feel like they are trying to get us to panic. I'm not saying we're not going to have problems. I'm just saying they want us to panic. I would buy some toilet paper, though. And then... The last thing I will say is inflation has hit a 30-year high. Now, that is extremely serious. They've been printing money like mad to fill this deflationary black hole that start a deflationary collapse, a debt collapse. I hate to say it's deflation. It's not really deflation. But since 2008, there was the housing market. And even it could have gone back to like 2000. When there's an asset price crash and they don't let it just resolve, they throw money at it to reinflate that or another bubble. It is effectively inflation, but because the hole is so deep, you can't see it. Now, I guess maybe they filled that hole in. I don't know by stopping the presses. Maybe the lockdown was about that. The great reset was about resetting the, um, asset prices, among other things. I really don't know. But I do know that 30 years, a 30-year high in inflation may mean that they can't just keep printing money anymore, that they may have to raise interest rates, that that would really affect our debt and our deficit spending because we have $30 trillion approximately of national debt. We all have debt as individuals. But if you start raising the rate of debt in a debt-addicted society, you're going to have some problems in that consumer debt will be more expensive. So consumption will go down and investments in capital and business will be more expensive to the extent that they are generally 
financed with leverage. So production will go down. It just seems like a perfect storm for an economic problem and some asset price collapses. So I am worried about that. I'm not, I am not. I mean, timing is everything in markets, so don't listen to me. Like, if there were really a collapse afoot in my world, it would be happening before you would be able to talk about it. So I don't know what they have up their sleeves, but these inflation numbers are worrisome. That's all. And all of this benefits the potters of the world from it's a wonderful life the wealthy <laughs> people yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah, get the their stuff invested they're gonna be able to keep their businesses open all of it helps them yes if you are a holder of assets especially if you are a purveyor of debt higher interest rates are good if you're a holder of assets inflation doesn't hurt you the way it hurts you when you're hand to mouth having to earn at last year's wages and buy at next year's prices. That's not good. I have one quick shout out to Ing Sock Seeds. So if you go to Instagram, you can find Insock, I-N-G-S-O-C. That's straight out of 1984, if I recall correctly. Insock Seeds. Twitter, the same Insock Seeds. He is someone who came to the meetup in LA on over the weekend. And he says that his seeds were born out of his love of uplifting and cerebral sativas, ensuring that they don't become memory hold. So I guess he is the keeper of the heritage sativa seed. So anyway, you can communicate with him in the, on those outlets. And I just wanted to give him a shout out. He didn't ask me to do it because he, uh, he was just awesome. And I really appreciated that he showed up. Very cool. Well, you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform at the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to the extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and check out our tiers there. Or go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and check out our offerings there. We will talk to y'all tomorrow. We have the live on Rockfin tomorrow with video and interactive chat at 4 p.m. EST. You can also see the free stuff, right, on YouTube. I wonder if they'll take us down from Facebook in real time. Yeah, you can see the first 30 minutes free on YouTube and you see the full show on Rockfin. Yeah, I think, do we have YouTube.com slash Propaganda Report? I think I set it up like that. Yes, we do. So you can find that there. We'll talk to you all tomorrow or in the DMB XR. Have a fantastic rest of your day.